Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How are we all? Good ship lollipop. Any non-members here, if you switch your YouTube settings to open to subscription, you could get a gift of membership. Welcome if you're listening on podcast. Welcome if you're watching in high visibility HD. Apologies. I am not as bright and pink and bushy-tailed as the missus. And boy, have they got a show for you. It's going to be squealing. There's going to be spandex. There's going to be latex. Oh, no, sorry. That's where I'm going tonight. Um, There's going to be all sorts of weird, weird sounds. There could be roller skates. There could be roller blades. All sorts of stuff. There's going to be flying condoms even. You name it. They're going to be there. How are we all? How is everyone? Is it hot where you are? Good morning, Andrea Liberadsky. I love saying your name. Claude Fiona, the best tennis players in the world, Reed Egan. How do you change your, your name every day? Boo Boo Blah Blah. I'm watching you on number 16 bus with no latex. I thought they always wore latex on a number 16 bus. Well, look, look at this, guys, to get us in the 80s mood, though I don't think they were in the 80s. But there's something about them that feels very 80s. The front of the sun is saying five become one again as Posh agrees to join the Spice Girls. Yes, all five Spice Girls are lining up a spectacular 30th anniversary and they could be headlining next summer's Glastonbury. (gasps) Oh, how fantastic. We can hear five people who can't sing. not singing. It's been great. So looking forward to it. it, it kind of puts me in mind of be, me being at one gig one time. I think I've shared this with you. It's festival season, isn't it? Let's, let's, let's face it. Uh, and I remember running around like a headless chicken at V2001, was it? Off my tits on God knows what, screaming, Atomic Kitten! I didn't even know who Atomic Kitten were. But for some reason, everyone desperately wanted to get to them. So it's going to be the same thing. So Posh, Posh, I mean, they've all been waiting for Posh, haven't they, to sort of acquiesce. And so she's been holding secret meetings. <gasps> Guys, does that excite you? Um, Spice Girls exclusive. Posh will be part of the 33 Union. Say all be there. Top 10 Spice Girl hits. Wannabe, say you'll be there. Who do you think you are? Stop, Spice Up Your Life. AI could replace her, says Anne Murray. I don't want to say, yeah, AI could, could, could replace her. Could replace her. That's the front of the sun. And I just thought it's not 80s. But there's something about the Union Jack that feels a bit 80s. Do you know what I mean? It's all sort of... Anyway, it's going to be... I promise you, you're going to need some 3D glasses come 10 o'clock today. I promise you that. Front of the other papers. Uh, the front of the Daily Mirror. We want Hugh back on TV. And what's interesting about this story, that's the front headline. This is Emily Maitlis and a number of other BBC uh, sort of journalists and luminaries. They're all saying, put him back on. If he's found to be innocent... He should be put back on telly. And the percentage thing, they've got some sort of polls here. What do you think, guys? Should he be put, 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 put back on TV? What do you think? 53% of people in a survey want Hugh Edwards back on the screen if he's cleared. 32% felt he should not be allowed to continue, whether or not he's cleared. 51% of people thought the BBC have handled the scandal badly or very badly. Um, what do you think, guys? Um, what's that, MeTube? Dan Wooten, Mysteriously Quiet. Yeah, he's on holiday, I think, in New Zealand, isn't he? Um, do you want, who wants Hugh, Hugh, Hugh back on their screens? Would you, could you cope with that? Absolutely. Could you cope with that? Oh, yeah, hang on a minute. How could 
anyone vote that if somebody is found innocent, innocent they can't have their job back. I mean, when... Oh, look, Christ, decision- there's Barbie. Hang on, let's get your full screen. There's nothing like an incensed Barbie doll. Where would that decision come from? Imagine that you're accused of something you didn't do and then it's proven that you're innocent and you still can't have your job back. There you go. There you go. Front of the times, the, the, the Tories look like they could now win the next election as they say that inheritance tax could be axed in Tory bid to win votes. That's a huge deal for huge numbers of people. The front of the Guardian is saying a surge in demand for UK gaming addiction. It's funny, isn't it? Gaming is a much, much bigger industry, much bigger industry than movies. And movies gets all the kind of hullabaloo and all the chat. But gaming, it, it, it occupies the vast majority of young male and female, you know, young adults' lives. It's, it's a huge problem. Um, so this is, this is about gaming. This isn't just kind of like, you know, console gaming and stuff like that. This is um, about gaming that sort of encourages gambling and stuff like that. Um, but a new clinic is going to be uh, going to be launched. More curbs are going to be put on um, gambling style features within games. Uh, and the National Center for Gaming Disorders treated its first patient in 2020. Um, it, it is basically overwhelmed with people. Um, it's had over 100. It's had over 855 patients, whereas it was uh, set up to deal with just 50 a year. So. Gaming, I mean, I think gaming is an extension of any kind of tech addiction, isn't it? I mean, if you're addicted to your phones or whatever, it's, um, that's the, uh, that's, that's kind of what it, what it's involved with. Um, this, the front of the star, blowtorch Brits. You've got to give, well, I don't know if you can give it to the Brits. It's either a sign of great sort of daring do and a willingness to just brave everything and just not at all fussy or just fucking stupid. Uh, 49 degrees centigrade Euro heat wave. But that won't keep us off the beaches, will it? No, because we like to do things like burn and drink until we pass out and that kind of stuff. So the front of the Daily Star saying blowtorch Brits has an image there of a man with a very large tummy, a sombrero on and a blowtorch. Just in case you didn't really get what the uh, get what the title was about. They really kick it to the back of the net there, don't they? Um, so, yeah, going in, into the papers today. So BBC slammed over Hugh Expose show. This is the idea that people are... We talked about this yesterday on Coffee Morning. Victoria Derbyshire, uh, by all accounts, was leading some kind of inquiry or investigation of some form. I, I kind of threw uh, cold water on this idea. I, I don't think it was in any way formal or any way... You know, could that, could that have been some kind of office politic? I don't know. We don't know. But anyway, um, Emily Maitlis has slammed BBC reporters for investigating claims about Hugh Edwards. Um, Emily Maitlis has really come out on this, as has John Sopel, who is, is obviously a very good friend of Hugh's. I mean, she's having a direct go at Victoria Derbyshire because that's the only person who's doing a fucking internal investigation, let's face it. Um, but the point being here is this. Until we know whether he, you know, he, if he hasn't done anything untoward, I think the entire sort of media landscape and all of us are going to be presented with a moral question. Um, and perhaps, as I said, someone said on the radio last week, you know, do we have to revise our attitudes to these things? You know, we might not, it might not be to our liking, it might not be to our taste. Um, but if he hasn't done anything illegal, do we have to adjust ourselves? I don't know. I'm not saying we do, so don't jump down my throat. 
Um, it's good to see. Good to see. Um, there's a. F- I don't know why. I always try and see the funny underside of sometimes quite serious things. So a photograph was a leaked photograph of Prigozhin. Prigozhin, the head of Wagner, has been released, and it's good to see that he's got in early at Reading to set up a tent. He's obviously got the early bird ticket at Reading Festival. And there he is, photograph of him in his pants, saying hello. And actually, this photo has been leaked in or, by Putin in order to in order to discredit him. I mean, there's nothing quite like being a mercenary, ruthless, head chopping killer on your pants on the edge of your bed in your in your tiny two man tent at Reading. You know, so. Um, so yeah, so there he is. So this this is Putin's attempt to discredit him. But then, of course, there's this horrible sort of spin-off story. Have you seen from from the uh, Wagner leader? Um, Death Factor. This is the son. Bungling killers. Get this. Imagine this. Bungling killers are targeting X Factor Wagner instead of the Ukrainian war monster. But as the son points out, one thing they need to know, these mercenary killers, is that uh, Wagner from the X Factor has hair. And, and Prigozhin doesn't have hair. Um, X Factor star Wagner has had death threats after being mistaken for the mutinous Russian mercenaries who go by the same now. He's now brushing up on his martial arts skills, he says, fearing an attack by... I mean, the problem with Vladimir Putin is that if you're his enemy, generally you're either... Well, now he's added a new sort of humiliation, hasn't he? You're either thrown off the top of a building, poisoned, or photographed in your pants in a tent, which is... I, I think of the three, perhaps the most sort of humiliating in a, in a weird way. Um, but that's, that's... Is it Wagner or Wagner? Wagner. Wagner. But is it Wagner, the guy from, from the X Factor? I don't know. He looks, he looks scared. Lizzie Lou, it is a crazy world, isn't it? Oh, let's pause for breath. Let's just take a beat. There, look, look, there's a closer up. But I mean, the giveaway is that he looks. What they should say is that Wagner from the X Factor looks like the guy. I forget his name. The comedian who won, um, who won Strictly. Head teachers should pick up truant pupils. I wanted to talk about this in the week, but we didn't have time. Um, I'm not personally a massive fan of head teachers, but why the fuck should they? I think it's outrageous. I think for teach, why should head education secretary Julian Keegan says head teachers should drive pupils to school to combat? Are you having a fucking laugh? Have you got any comprehension what it's like trying to run a school? Has anyone got any comprehension? To, it, and have you got any comprehension how tall increasingly truanting kids are and how they'll smash you in the face if you so much as. And here's the other lunacy of this headline. This, this just shows you the Tories, doesn't it? How is a truant kid going to be sat at home necessarily? No. These Tory ministers haven't got a clue, MeTube. There's so much pressure on, on teachers, Jordan Stevenson. So this kind of trite comment, oh, drive around and go and pick them up. What then? Pop them in your car? Um, oh, it's just ridiculous. Um, the Daily Mail, you know, uh, now... You know, we we often talk about how the word woke is used as a way of actually belittling, marginalizing and minimizing sometimes really important, um, an important focus that needs to be thrown on inequality and all this kind of stuff. So I think the word woke has been kind of hijacked and and demonized and weaponized and all that. But uh, you know, we're no fan of the Daily Mail. 
But I have to say, I think this, I think this fantastic headline is quite funny. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to woke we go. And here's a photograph of the cast of the new live-action Snow White film. Um, what do you think about this? I know that a lot of, and I, I, I believe you can call them dwarf, dwarfist communities. I think a lot of people who are of diminutive stature like, uh, you know, like to be called, um, that they, they, they either live with dwarfism or what have you. But I know that a lot of uh, dwarf actors are up in arms about the fact that the real-life action of Snow White um, has changed its title. to I think it's changing its title, isn't it? Snow White and the Seven Magical Creatures or something. Um, or is that, their, is that their suggestion? I mean, they're, trying to un, they're trying to make it politically correct. Um, is that important? So we have the princess at the bottom there, and we have a sort of gang of merry, merry rabblers. But I don't necessarily think they've been cast as... It's very tricky. It's very tricky how to how do you do Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in an age where all sort of um, hues, shapes, colours, and forms have to you know rightly be embraced? But but I thought that was I thought that was quite a funny funny headline. But I don't know if anyone else has noticed. There's a new Rotten Tomatoes film review website which is trying to have a go at all woke filming filmmaking. So it has a wokeometer or something like that. Really, it's a it's a it's a guise to be. Low-level racist, if I'm honest. But um, anyway, I just, I just thought that was quite. For whoever, whoever's doing the old woke coverage at the Mail, all right, you get an A star for that. Very clever title. Um, Europe is burning up. Europe is burning up, guys. Forty degrees Celsius at the Acropolis. They had to shut the Acropolis. The last time they did this was when Archimedes was wandering around. Do you know that? It's not been that hot since then. Yeah. Apparently, in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Greece closed the Acropolis during the hottest part of the day yesterday to protect tourists. Um, and it's getting very, very hot out there. In Spain, the, 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 well, the heat in Spain yesterday, I never thought we'd hear this number, hit 60 degrees Celsius. Think about that. 60 Celsius. When I always, you know, whenever I see it says 30, I think, shit, that's hot. 60 Remember what I was saying yesterday, kids. Don't get too depressed. It's about adaptation now. It's not about aversion. You can't avert it. We, we just have to adapt, I'm afraid. Um, so, yeah, so this is the Cerberus that's spreading across Europe, rapidly to be followed by Charon. And if you follow this kind of, if you follow the way in which they're using imagery from Dante's Inferno, Charon will be followed by death. Um, that, that's kind of, it feels the way we're kind of going with that. Um, as I say, Emily, Emily Maitlis has joined the row with Hugh Edwards. Um, this story here, sobbing Mendy. Benjamin Mendy wiped away tears yesterday as he was cleared of sex attacks at his mansion. Um, it, yeah, two trials cleared. He's essentially been in limbo, in a sense, for three years. Um, Three-ish years, yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are images all over the papers of him. Um, well... <laughs> The headlines suggest he's sobbing. I don't necessarily think he is. I think he, he looks relieved. And I, I think they've gone for an image that lo looks like he's sobbing. Um, you can't get into the rights and wrongs of this. He's been cleared. He's been found innocent. But it be, it's intriguing to know what a footballer does or someone does um, 
if your life is about staying fit and keep, you know, and, 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 and doing football and all this kind of stuff, you know, wh what will you do now? Will you go back to football? MeTube, you can't even spend an hour outside in 50 degrees Celsius. It would kill you. 60, exactly. If you were outside for an hour and 50, you'd die. It's frightening. It's frightening. That's Mendy who's been um, cleared. Kevin Spacey is in court. Oh, here we go. Look, Kevin Spacey, he said there was a little exchange here. Kevin Spacey said these allegations are absolute bollocks. The prosecuting lawyer said that's exactly where you grabbed him. Um, Kevin Spacey had an angry, angry exchange in court claiming such things as um, if he wanted sex, he could have had sex with so many more people. It's, it's, it's there and it's to be had all the time and he doesn't. He said, I can't predict and read whether people are gay. He said, we've all had instances where we've made approaches and, you know, maybe you've been a little bit too forward and you misread the signals. So, you know, I don't know. The jury is literally out on whether he's going he's gonna to push through this. I mean, all his other cases are, uh, have, have kind of fallen away, haven't they? So, um, so, so this, 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 these are the cases surrounding when he was creative director at the Old Vic. Here he is. Spacey, I misread the signals. He says he got it wrong. Wrong. I don't have a magic wand, though I'm sure if he, he could have one, he, he probably would like one. Um, are we any Spacey fans here? Hi, Ellery. How are you? Um, uh, I cannot. Yeah, lots of people. Yeah. You complain when it's 42 degrees heat in Rio. Imagine 60. Imagine 60. Lisa Marie Presley died from weight loss up Scott. Now, when I saw this earlier, this was described as a blocked bowel condition which in and of itself left me thinking, well, that's odd, isn't it? Did something get stuck? And this, this, is, this is interesting and a bit of a salutary lesson, really. Um, Lisa Marie Presley died from an obstructive bowel, which was caused by weight loss surgery she had years earlier, which means that what essentially happens has happened here is whatever sort of surgery she's had, I mean, I suppose are they gastric bands and all that kind of stuff, some kind of uh, scarring. They're called keloids, I think, aren't they, when you have sort of like a... Uh, what's it called, a piercing or something like that. I think some kind of scarring has obviously got too strong and too lumpy in her in her bowel, and it was, and that's what essentially killed her. It was hi historic, it's so tragic, isn't it? Historic, very similar. I mean, you know, Elvis Elvis lost lost his life, didn't he, through sort of bowel kind of issues. Um, they have to put something on the death certificate. Well, of course they do, I mean, but they could have put anything, but then they've put something very specific. <laughs> Chip lollipop, you do. You, you are quite contrary. You do like to challenge everything, don't you? Um, so, yeah, um, interesting that they have put that on there, though. Hey, good chip lollipop, a blocked bowel. We all sat there thinking, I sat there thinking, what, did she eat something too large? No, it's scarring. So, some, something that will have, something that will have um, you know, come from something that she did earlier in her life. In her life. Um, and let's have a look what we've got here. Uh, there she is. There's a nice close-up of her. TV's Delia Smith, let's be having you. Do you remember when she walked out onto the pitch at Norwich? Let's be having Do you remember that moment where she just kind of held an entire crowd in, in her palm of her hands and just went rogue in a sort of, well, she'd had a few drinks, let's put it that way. Delia Smith is selling deep fried jam sandwiches after trying the pudding at a chippy. The TV chef, 82, was blown away by the sensational butties at Eric's Fish and Chips in Holt in Norfolk, so she asked them if she could add them to her menu. Is £5 for a deep-fried jam butty reasonable? 
Or is that over the top? It's called a donut. Isn't it? Is this called a donut? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Cheeky little aside from a, a fairy off the top of a Christmas tree over there. She looks, she looks remarkable. She looks fantastic. You may have seen, if you, if you follow any of the uh, channel, that the actors have gone on strike in America already. People are going, well, they don't go on strike. They've got, they've got so much money. They're not going on strike for themselves, the rich ones. They're going on strike for all the actors that, that, that can't, gone, that aren't earning enough. Um, stars on strike over uh, pay and AI. Here's, here's one of the details that I failed to kind of share with you on um, the live that we did. One of the details around AI that the studios have proposed, and think about this, you know, extras, extras work and background artists in, in cinema uh, and film and TV and drama, what have you. It's a mainstay of the vast majority of the 160,000 actors that this, this union represent. And, and this is just one small example. And one example is, you know, they may earn, to be an extra, you may earn in the region of about £200, $250 a day. You know, as they say in film, hurry up, and 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 wait. It's it's like you know most of it is mind-bogglingly boring. Yeah, mind, that's what I said. It's mind-bogglingly boring. It's in no way is it show busy. You're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then you called it anyway. But you get paid two hundred pounds, and this is a huge part of so many actors' way of earning a living, earning a crust until hopefully they get the bigger break elsewhere. And one of the things that the studios and the streamers are, are wanting to do to these actors is uh, they call you in for that daily rate. Uh, they AI the, the buggery out of your face, so they photograph you, computerize you, take your likeness, and for that one day's pay, they then sign, you have to sign off your likeness, and they use you in the background of so many other uh, scenes and shots, so they can do pickups, and they can reshoot stuff, and they can CGI it. I mean, I tell you what I'm noticing more and more on television, and they think you can't notice it, more and more really, really incidental scenes. And I mean really incidental. I mean, the classic one that we all know is when you're in a car and you, you know that they've green screened outside it because it's very expensive to shoot in a car and dangerous. But it's so many ordinary scenes, like there's, there's a couple even in Mission Impossible where they're, they're getting out of a car at an airport or something like that. No, Indiana Jones. It's all green screened. Let me finish what I'm just about to say. And then what they're doing with these actors is they, they, they scan them and then they literally reuse that image again and again for one day's work. Go for it, Ed. What about if all the major movie stars, because it's horrendous what, what the, they want to do, obviously, buying people's likeness and then using it over yeah. and over again. But the trouble is we live in a, we live in a capitalist, comp financially competitive world. And if you are a studio, you are going to try and cut your costs. I think... The amount, the budgets that are now spent on films is ridiculous. How many times do we go and see a That's film? That's what we said yesterday. There's hundreds and hundreds of millions. And, and you think, bring it down, reduce the, the thing. Why don't some of the big stars say, let's all reduce across the board. Their fees. So there's no competitiveness between us. And let's all reduce what we ask for by 50%. I agree. I mean, yeah, that's the next gesture because from them. I'll tell you what, the, the, the studios will then start, the studios will then start to worry that public opinion will start to change because if they see those changes being made by the big stars and stuff and the studios, then we have to start saying, we're not going to come and see these movies. Well, that's what we've got to do. There you go. We need an uprising. The fairy hath spoken. I'm not a fairy. You look like a fairy. She's a banana. Don't talk about bananas. Um, on the rise. Viagra among over 80s and over 90s is on the rise. And apparently, apparently, it's really good for your heart. 
Yeah, it really is. Not just your heart. Obviously, Viagra prescriptions for men over 80 are rocketing. Randy old bastards. Um, the sex, sex aid drug has seen its usage in older men go up by more than 50%. 200,000 prescriptions for men in their 80s last year. Um, Viagra works, obviously, by increasing the blood flow to the penis. Um, it doesn't have any... It has no... This is the weird thing about Viagra. This, this is why I could never, in a way, be drawn to it. You know, lots of people use it as an, an aid and an addition to just normal. It doesn't increase any mental desire to have sex. Purely functional. Purely... Fu- I, I do find functional functionality. It's not a crane, is it? Is it a crane? I mean, I understand for people who can't, you know, get erections and all that kind of stuff. Um, this story is weird. Has anyone seen this? Groom in online frenzy over dress tried to kill his wife. This is the story of a groom. Let me bring his photo up there. Here, this chap. A groom whose wedding broke the internet because uh, she was his. his uh, because his bride wore a dress that sparked a worldwide social media frenzy over whether it was black and blue or white and gold. Do you remember that? Everyone kept sending this image around saying, what do you see? Do you see a blue and white or do you see a... Uh, and I just thought, fucking hell, I just see a really shit, horrible dress. Anyway, the dress that broke the internet generated up to 11,000 tweets a minute. Well, the groom of that of the bride who wore that dress... Um, apparently tried to kill his wife. He's alleged to have repeatedly assaulted her in their Hebridean island uh, home before then trying to strangle her and threatening to kill her. Isn't it weird? It's just... This is the dress that everyone was going on about. So, yeah, this chap here, grooming online frenzy over dress, tried to kill his wife. Do you remember that? It just, it just struck me as strange. Um, talking of height, were we talking of height? I don't know if we were talking of height, but let's talk about height. Um, you don't need to be tall to be a big leader. Obviously, the trailer for Napoleon landed this week. Lots of people talk about how tall or not Napoleon was. He was five foot five. What makes, what marks a short man? What's the height socially of a short man? Because everyone talks about Emmanuel Macron as being short. He's five foot eight. So is five foot eight short. Vladimir Putin is five foot seven. Rishi Sunak, five foot seven. Vladimir uh, Zelensky, five seven. What makes a short? I'm six foot seven inches. Alzaran, I know. I've met you. You are tall as shit. Alzaran, five foot eleven. That make five foot eleven beneath that makes short. Well, I'm sure it does for you. Anything under five foot six, says Laura S. Good chip lollipop. Short is shorter than me. I like that. Short kings. Um, I'm six foot three, says why to use it. Depends. Six foot is the marker of tall. There we go. Elaine Denning, anything under five foot eight? I was standing at a buffet the other day with someone who must have been at least eight foot. I mean, I didn't feel like I was the same. I didn't feel like I was the same creature, species. I didn't feel like the same species. His head was as big as my torso. Five foot nine is short. What's five foot ten then? Is that right? I'm five ten. Um, so I've got another here. Let's get rid of that. Oh, hang on. Studios. What have we got here? Sorry. Oh, now this story. Chef, sec- who remembers Victoria Wood? Who remembers Victoria Wood? Bless her. Um, God, she was such a, she was such a lovely but troubled, troubled woman. She really was. We had a brief exchange with her over a project that we were doing. She was so, she was such a deeply, deeply sensitive person. Just have to say that. Deeply sensitive person. Absolutely amazing woman. 
Anyway, the ma- this this story is 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 quite something. The manager of a Lake District hotel sexually harassed his head chef by constantly suggestively singing the "Let's do it, let's do it, let's fall in love, let's do it, let's do it, let's have sex on the- all that kind of stuff." Um, Andrew Wilson, the boss of the Windermere Manor Hotel, was accused of targeting Sam Nunn's uh, kettle with the song "The Ballad of Barry and Frieda." Oh, my God. An employment tribunal was told that nuns complained that his boss attempted eye contact whilst gesticulating and singing the song. Talk about that. Let's do it. Let's do it. I wonder if he ever... I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it just shows you... It's, an, it's bloody annoying, but it just shows you how anything done in a certain way, say, do you see, harassing or bloody annoying. Pink Lady is a funny song. It's a funny song. It has to be said. Absolutely right. Um, what's this other one here? Yeah, he repeatedly attempted to make eye contact with me and made disconcerting gestures. And this, I like this. I like this story. And in a weird way, this is there's a part of this that, that is a bit poignant for me. Right, this is the story of writing in a journal, playing cards, and studying could cut risk of dementia. My dear Nan, my late Nanny Thelma, was an incredibly intelligent woman, and in the, towards the end of her life. Um, she didn't have anything that she could really attend, you know, attend her incredible brain to. And, you know, she she and she would get embarrassed if her if she said things incorrectly and what have you. And as people get older, there is a feeling that they slowly get sort of marginalized and frozen out of social situations. Conversation moves across them and over the top of them. Um, you know, it's why Teddy Talks is such a lovely part of the channel. When Teddy does them, it gives him focus for the week. He loves to think about the storytelling. He's a he's a brilliant orator. He And, you know, having that sort of exercise, if you like, mental exercise is really important for people over a certain age. Even mum, you're not certainly not of that age yet, but even you, mum, talk about liking to do your book reviews and she loves to take part in the movie reviews and all that kind of stuff. And this is a study that shows that taking part in activities such as chess, but also writing a journal. And I've been saying to my mum for years, mum, take this as a call to arms, that writing a journal helps with dementia because it forces your brain to make connective thoughts and essentially forces, if you like, internal conversation. Because one of the things they've also found, haven't they, in studies, is that people who are more socially isolated potentially struggle and develop dementia much more quickly than those who don't. So I just love that this this study, which actually has been done by the World Health Organization, more than 55 million people have dementia worldwide. And and studies have shown that that engaging in, uh, you know, if you're over 70, engaging in writing some kind of journal is is really good for the brain, really keeps the synapses moving along. Um, So I I don't know. I I just find that really lovely. And it's a reminder, you know... When we have the elders on our channel, we obviously we know you love having them on there, but it's also lovely for them too. So, um, so there you go. Now, just quickly, we're about to sign off because, of course, over there I can hear the sound of roller skates and I can hear the sound of a roller derby. It's going mad over there. I can hear just it's in. We're being very quiet. No, no, I'm joking. When we when we unleash, listen. When we unzipper the ticker, when we release. When we release the 80s beast, when that sausage flops out. I want to ask you, is this headline racist? Okay, this is in the sun. In, India is launching a rocket into space. It's their space race. They're part of the space race. And the sun has gone with this title. Headline. 
It's one small step for Narn. If if I say if someone had said that, say say I don't know, say Dina in a moment of kind of I don't know, sort of I don't know, woke breakdown, suddenly ran at the camera screaming, "It's one small step for Narn." I think the cold kitchen would freeze just for a minute and go, "Oh, I don't know if that's right." But the sun have just gone for it. India's historic moon launch. It's one small step for Narn, or is it just a creative joke? Sarah Withington, you very much feel it's a creative joke. Okay, well, here's, here's some lovely photographs. We always love to end. It's a bit annoying for those of you who are listening on podcasts, but it means you have to go over to, go over to YouTube and have a little watch. But here's some photos. I thought these photos were sweet. Look, this is, these are pets that are literally half and half, split down the middle, two different colours. Look at that doggy, that collie. Look at these cats. Look at that cat. Look at that dachshund. Look at this little belly. Oh, look, literally a line down the middle of its face. It looks like Harley Quinn, that cat, doesn't it? Look at that dog. Oh, look at that. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. So that brings us. That brings us to this, this moment. Oh, what's this? Starred. Oh, look at that. This brings us to the moment where we have to admit and accept that it's about to get a whole lot noisier in our kitchen now. So if you haven't already, go and check out Nadia's uh, uh, Instagram stories. Go and check out Dina's Insta- Instagram stories. What, Dina, what's your Instagram handle again? The Dina Sawala. Go to The Dina Sawala on Instagram or go to Nadia Sawala on Instagram. Oh, there are, oh, yeah, there are two £25 vouchers up for grabs in today's Curly Cooks of Croydon or Curly Cocks of Croydon, as I like to call them. Um, those are your papers. So, yeah, it's about to get very loud. And we've got a very special show. We've got a very special show. It's, I already feel it's going to be one of my faves because, I don't know, there's just something about it already. There's a warm, fuzzy feeling, which is just sitting over there, actually. It's a warm fuzzy, lovely, just comforting. I don't know. I'm thinking of getting divorced. That's what I'm going to say. Anyway, can you guess? 